Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japan Holic Podcast, the one man podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games, discussed by a certified Japan Holic. I am Taylor. And today, I decided for this week, gonna do a little change of pace. <laughs> Not really. Next two weeks, I actually do have some plan for this podcast, other than we reviews and top anime news. This month's actually got some planned um, episode ideas. For this week, I'm going to be talking about the good of uh, the good side of Japan. While next week, I'm going to be discussing the bad side of Japan. Um, obviously, I feel like if I'm going to be making a podcast about Japan, might as well talk good about it. Might as well talk even some bad stuff about it. I can't believe I've went an entire year without talking about the good side of Japan and the bad side of Japan. Um. And that's something that I actually wanted to talk about before talking about Japan was the fact that it has been, what, about a year? Let me look. When was the first episode uploaded? The first episode was publicly uploaded March 4th. So as I'm recording this, it's been past a year. And by the time this gets out, it'll be, yeah, it'll be about, um... A year since the second episode was uh, uh, uploaded where I talked about winter 2020 anime. That's pretty good. Um, so yeah, it's been a year since I've started um, this podcast. And it didn't start off too hot, I'll admit. But once the summer rolled around, I thought it was a lot better than the first uh, couple of months. Um, thankfully a lot of stuff has been going on, uh, for the past couple of weeks that has helped me out with a podcast. Um, and I've heard people talk about how they usually have like relative success when talking about, uh, their podcast numbers after a year. I'm not going to talk about mine because it's nothing special. Um, numbers are not bad, but they aren't good either. So that's just what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to leave it under as. Um, I do appreciate, though, all of the support that I've uh, been given uh, over on Twitter and over on the uh, email side of things as well. JapanholicPC at gmail.com. Um, for it being a one-man podcast, obviously not a whole lot of people are going to be listening to this kind of thing. I mean, it's a one-man podcast. A lot of podcasts have more than one person. Um, and usually even even a lot of dual uh dual host podcast or whatever they're called where it's two or more men usually they you know since there's so many of them it's kind of difficult for even they to get off the ground and stuff like that so a one man podcast is extremely difficult to pull off and make a successful one so it is something i've been trying to do for the past year though and i appreciate all the support that i've been given and stuff like that. But I still have a long way to go to make it really successful. I'm not going to say anything about <laughs> it being labeled a successful one-man podcast. It's far from it. Far from it. Far from perfect. Far from successful. But I still like to take the good from the bad. And this week, I'm going to be taking the good side of Japan and talking about it. Now, I don't know how men, how much I'm going to be talking about Japan in terms of its good level compared to the bad level. I'd like to try and keep it equal, but it's going to be extremely difficult considering I, um, if you take a look at example, the good 
the good side of uh, of anime from 2020 and the bad uh, animes and stuff like that. Those epi- those pair of episodes with me and Alex. Uh, let me take a look and see um, the length of those real quick. The best, uh, the I think the worst had the um was longer than the best if I remember correctly. And um, it the worst did actually no the best did better than worse in terms of downloads. Okay, so there's that. Um, so I'm going to be trying to keep it equal with how much I talk about the good versus bad, but do not quote me on that as well. Um, so everybody who's listening to this podcast right now probably loves Japan and loves the, the country as a whole. And obviously with the cons comes pros. And today I'm going to be talking about some of the biggest pros of not just visiting Japan, but living in Japan. Um, because if you're listening to this, you probably want to visit Japan, maybe even live in Japan. For me personally, I want to visit it. But here in the next couple of years, you're probably going to hear me talk a lot about living in Japan. Um, my ultimate goal is to live in Japan. However, I do want to visit it just a few more times before I end up making the holy decision to move. So with that out of the way, some of the pros that I do look, uh, that I do like, excuse me, in Japan. Um, first off, the insane amount of vending machines. And as well, I want to, comp- I'm going to say this as well before I talk. This is like the number one thing, uh, what I'm about to speak of, which is the vending machines. I'm going to be speaking mostly because I am an American. I've been living in the United States my entire life. So... The amount of vending machines that Japan has compared to the few far in between that you'll find in the United States is really eye-opening. I uh, I think Japan, I think there was a number that I that I read off. There was like f- 45 million vending machines, I think. I have to fact check that. Um but there is like way too many vending machines. But that's not a bad thing. I say way too many vending machines as it is a good thing that there's a lot of vending machines um, in Japan. If you ever visit Japan, like even in the most remote areas of Japan, you will still find vending machines almost everywhere. I mean, in the countryside, maybe not as few far between. But in the city side, almost every corner, every streets like if you just look down an alleyway um you'll find vending machines all throughout that corner you'll find one like right next to you a couple um feet down uh maybe like half a mile you'll find like a a huge chunk of them and um I don't think, I think there was an episode, like a a lost episode where I talked about like Japan facts and stuff like that. I don't even remember. That may have been on my old podcast. I'm not sure. Um, But we were talking about, I think, I think that was on my old one. I don't remember. (laughs) I, it's been so long since I've talked about vending machines, surprisingly, but these things, it's, it's not just food and drinks that these vending machines can have. Um, But for the sake of the good, I'm going to talk only about the facts that you can get. Um, cold drinks in the summer, hot drinks in the winter, essentially. And then you could also get uh, batteries, phone chargers, um, 
and some materials as well for your uh essential needs like phone chargers and stuff like that um i'm trying to think of what else it's there's a lot that you could find in vending machines that aren't there are many convenience stores if uh if you want to call it that is what i'll say um because you could find a lot more than just food and drinks in those vending machines which is insane comparing that to here in the states where if you're in the most biggest of cities you will not find a vending machine outside um as often uh inside like malls and stuff like that is still like still not as often you'll find vending machines i've been inside a lot of malls in my time and they uh, yes you will find vending machines that are very handy for you but do not if you're if you're coming from japan over to the states which there is a lot of japan listeners which i am super surprised (laughs) like uh to talk on my podcast for just a couple more uh not really a couple more minutes but just a minute um looking at my audience just for the month of march already it's just one little week or whatever um Obviously, I have the most downloads from the United States and the UK, which I find absolutely amazing. Uh, I do want to visit the UK, by the way. Just visit it, obviously. Um, but one of the biggest, con- like one of the biggest countries to listen to my podcast over the past like couple of months uh, has been Japan. Actually, in the past three months, between December to the end of February, uh, the United States tops it, and then second place is Japan with. Which is absolutely flippin' surprising. The UK is third, though, so I'll give it that. So it's US, Japan, then the UK. So, hey, I hope I'm not uh, offending anybody when talking about Japan, if you are listening from Japan. Um, Because it's just my view and my takes and stuff like that. Just saying. Anyways, back to the vending machines for a couple more minutes before I inevitably talk about number two here. Um, I truly believe that vending machines in Japan are a godsend, okay? With how absolutely, uh, the absolute crazy amount, let me say, of vending machines you could find in just a small area. In a big city, they are absolutely everywhere. Even in the countryside, they are absolutely, like, um, you can find them. Absolutely, like, still, like, scattered. They're not, like I said earlier, they're not, like, um close to each other like in tokyo or in osaka um but they are in they you can still find them you can still find them um and next thing that i want to talk about here and this is probably my number one thing i like i want to say this is even more like great compared to (laughs) vending machines is the public transportation absolutely like comparing public transportation comparison is just a slight like this is just a no-brainer Okay, for public trade, uh, like a like a discussion between United States and Japan in terms of public transportation. There is no such thing as public transportation in the United States, um, because there is, but only in like the most busiest of cities, like Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, um, fuck, maybe Washington D.C., maybe. 
um, San Francisco. Those are like five. And like that is it's hard for me to name them off the top of my head with public transportation. Maybe Seattle. I'll add Seattle to the list. Make it six. But in Japan, public transportation is just like insane. There's buses, trains, everything you would want. Okay? Right then and there. And the thing is as well is if you're living in a city, you also don't need to have a car. Mainly because, especially if you're living in Osaka or Tokyo, you can walk and find what you need pretty much easily in like 10 to 20 minutes of walking. It's less time than that, really, realistically speaking. You'll walk out of your apartment, walk down the street, it'll be like one minute, you'll find a 7-Eleven. There you go. There's, if you need to buy like food or something like that. Um, like a grocery store, probably a supermarket down the street if you uh, if you live that close to one. I know for me, since I live in the in the in the countryside of the United States, which really I don't want to call it the countryside because there it's like uh, the countryside of the United States is like very very countryside. Like like you'll find thirty acres of like nothingness if you're in the middle of um, like Iowa or hell i was driving up to michigan and it was just nothing but fields of grass and wood areas and stuff like that so you could find like hundreds of acres just of woods and stuff like that that still haven't been like touched or whatever but um the point that the point is 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 that you rarely i have a a friend who lives all the way in new york and says like their nearest grocery store is like 15 minutes away and that's driving okay um, and they're nearest like McDonald's or whatever. It's like three hours. Ah, excuse me. Three hours. Okay. So basically, yeah, driving in Japan is pretty useless considering if you live in a city, like I said, everything is relatively close around you, whether on a bike or even just walking. But if you have to use public transportation, even that is still super reliable. Because the buses really help you out with trying to, um, when trying to like um, get from one part of the city to the next. Trains are really good for going from one city to the next. Um, and even then, like you know, it's pretty cheap. Um, and <laughs> and most importantly, they're always on time. Okay. Um, a lot of people will say this about like other countries, like public transportation. Like they are always about 15 minutes early, 15 minutes late. They never, never come on time. But in Japan, it is always on time for the most part. If they are late, they're like maybe a minute early, maybe a minute late. But if they are, they're going to have to come up with a reason and publicly say as to why. Whereas like here in the States, if a bus is like 15 minutes late, uh, oh, well, you know, who who cares? You know, it's just a slap on the wrist. Don't be late again, I guess. If that, that's probably the worst thing they could do. Um, but in Japan, if a train is, like, more than five minutes late, they have to publicly, uh, like, announce it on, like, uh, God. It's way different, and it's, like, a big culture shock to me that, like, even I don't understand because of the fact that, like, if something's late, it's normal here in the States, unfortunately. Um, but 
like I said before, I still say that public transportation is absolutely phenomenal, way better, way better than the vending machines that I just talked about earlier. Um, another big thing, okay, uh, is the safety of Japan. Um, this could go both ways, and I'll probably talk more about this next week when I talk about the bad, but, um, for this, for this one to, to, to put in the good is the, the safety, uh, is, it is really safe to just, like, go outside in the middle of the night and just walk around. Okay, you do that in the States, you are asking to get mugged, stabbed, robbed, combination of all three, abducted. It is unbelievably unsafe to even think the concept of walking outside your house and taking just a nice leisurely stroll around your city. Even the concept of that would put you in an insane asylum because you can't do that. Okay. Um, I'm not saying this doesn't happen in Japan. It does happen every once in a while, but that once in a while is like a very, very slim chance, depending on who you are. Um, if you are a foreigner, I, I don't think many bad people are going to come up and like try to fuck with you, but I would still be careful, but... I would say that you wouldn't have to be um, as on your guard as you would if you were, like, roaming the streets here in the States. Um, because, you know, people really don't want to, like, cause... Tr people over in Japan, at least, don't want to cause trouble um, to a lot of people because, you know, that's kind of, like, their culture. They just don't want to, like, start stuff and make a big fuss of anything. Um... But they, it still tends to happen, but do not really expect it if you, especially if you are a male, unfortunately. But, and I, I really want to talk about this next week, so I'll talk about that next week as well, about, like, the gender stuff as well. But we'll keep, just hold that thought for next week. Um, but, yeah, it is relatively safe to just, like, walk around even in the middle of the night and stuff like that. Um... You know, still be on your guard, but not like, you know, you're in the States and you have to, like, have, like, a fucking knife on you or have, like, a gun just for, like, emergency or something like that. I don't even think, like, a lot of people in Japan have guns in the first place. It's all, like, like melee and stuff like that or melee, however you want to say it. But, like, you know, um, I don't want to – I don't want to say you could just, like, walk around and, like, prance all over the, the street and stuff like that and, you know, expect to, like – not get stabbed or something like that. Something like that may happen, but like I said, uh, you know, it, <laughs> if you were in fucking, you know, New York City, even, even in like places where there's a ton of people, I wouldn't, I would not risk walking in the middle of the night. Um, because it's just extremely dangerous and I would just not in a million years, I would never, um, walk in the middle of the night especially like in the city or something like that um so that's why you really don't see people like walking from a from one place to the other that's why you always see people like drive so there's there's that i guess i mean i always drive when i am when i am when i'm out on the streets and something like that 
uh, here in the States, I, I always drive. Even if it is walking distance or biking distance, I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to drive. Take my car, waste a little bit of gas, which is essentially $5, go to the gas station and, you know, fucking waste money and stuff like that over some, like, stuff that I'll probably throw away later. But speaking of gas stations and stores, let's talk about convenience stores. Okay? Let me tell you, let me tell you at home, if you haven't yet already experienced Japanese convenience stores, you need to. <laughs> you see it all over on YouTube. People are, like, hyping up convenience stores as to be, like, this crazy magical place. In reality, yeah. Yeah, I think you can live up to that. <laughs> I mean, comparing... Well, this is just comparing it to the, the convenience stores here in the States, as I want to call them. Um, as somebody who works at a gas station, it is just nothing but, like, if you want to stop and possibly grab a snack, I wouldn't necessarily say that you would have to rely on a fucking gas station to help you, like, eat dinner or fill your body up for lunch or whatever. Even since I work at a gas station where there's like uh, where truckers are supposed to come in and stuff like that and rest up or whatever because it's a rest stop. Um, even then, it's like, you know, we'll put out a couple sandwiches and maybe cook something. But, you know, we'll, I say this because I work third shift as well. So, like, most times people are just passed out asleep. At the beginning of my shift, obviously, we have to, like, cook a few things or whatever, heat up some stuff and give them, like, heated sandwiches but after a certain while you know most people are asleep and that sort of stuff and they'll just come in for quick snacks um but convenience stores in japan let me tell you they are just a beast in their own right okay so not only can you just go in grab like a quick drink and a quick like candy bar or whatever like you can here in the states you can print stuff copy stuff uh, basically it's like a whole, like a whole house, I want to say. Like you're just going to a friend's house and you're all like, hey, can I use your copier? All right, thanks. All right, thank you. Gonna leave. Bye. All right. Hey, can I, uh, can I grab a few things out of your fridge? All right, thank you. Bye. Hey, can I uh, cook some real quick? Oh, sweet. Thank you. Bye. That kind of stuff. It's like an entire house to like for you. <laughs> um, you, and most people who go to convenience stores will go, like, for the bentos and stuff like that, which are just, like, absolutely, like, massive amounts of, like, not really massive, but you know what I mean. They're, like, compared, <laughs> I'm going to say massive compared to the shit that we serve at our gas station, you know, uh, for, what, like, maybe, like, 400 yen or something like that, $4, hell, even maybe less than that, I don't know. Benzo boxes are not, they are cheap compared to, like, what you would get with that same amount of stuff here in the States, okay? That same amount of stuff that you can get at a Benzo box will cost you, like, 15 bucks at a gas station here in the States. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Um, and a lot of the convenience stores that you go to, like, uh, like Lawson's and, um, now 7-Eleven is not, like, a 100 yen store, but... Most of, like, the 100 yen stores, like, almost everything is, like, very cheap. Um, and a lot of times these convenience stores or whatever are used for, like, emergencies as well. Because 
Um, this is going to be talked about a lot next week, but like the work culture and stuff like that, you really can't rely on making food almost all the time. So you have to go to like convenience stores and stuff like that to grab something hot or fresh or whatever and stuff like that. Um, to stay on the topic a little bit, I do want to talk about uh, like restaurants and stuff like that. Obviously, the food in Japan is like absolutely like bombastic. Like it is great and everything about f- food in Japan just makes me want a nut. <laughs> but let like okay, I don't want to really talk much about Japanese food because like everybody knows it's fucking good. Okay, everybody knows it. It's good. If you haven't had anything from Japan like to eat, then you haven't been to Japan. So. You know, there's that. Um, but uh, the the cost of going out, I want to talk about this. I actually find this to be really great because of the fact, uh, comparing it to the United States, of course, is because you save a lot of money when you go out to restaurants and stuff like that. Um, you know, and as well as like the portion size as well. I'm not a big eater, okay? Like, I, I hate ordering stuff here in the States in terms of like buying out like food and stuff like that. Cause I'm only going to be eating out for myself. So I think, you know, spending, and especially because like I'm going to use pizza hut for example, I'm sorry, pizza hut, if you are listening to this and don't sue me, but when you are, um, having delivery or whatever here in the States, at least for pizza hut, I don't think this is for every other thing, but you have to have like a certain amount of, uh, stuff in your cart in order for you to like, order as delivery and stuff like that but I'm all by myself so I have to like order like I have to order drinks which I probably already have drinks but I have to order a drink and then I have to order the food but I have to order a big amount of food in order for me to you know have it delivered to me but the problem is is I don't eat all of it I and even then like you know that's just for delivery when I eat out there's a lot of times where like you know, I'll order something and, you know, I order stuff like as cheap as I possibly can because like, obviously, you know, I don't have a lot of money on me, but it would be nice to like have like, you know, a big meal. So I would probably go out to buy like a big meal and something like that. But Jesus Christ, I, I can't eat to save my life. I just really cannot eat. And that's probably why I'm so flipping skinny. But in Japan, like portion sizes are they help me out a lot. I mean, they help me out a lot when uh, eating, because you don't you don't feel like you order too much. You feel like you order just enough to get you through, you know, the night and stuff like that. And you know, obviously, if you want to eat more, you can eat as much as you want. But this also comes with a con and stuff like that that I really want to talk about next week. And I'll talk about it minorly because it's like a small thing for me. Um, and possibly a good thing, you know, if I think about it. But I'll discuss it next week. Um, yeah, restaurants, uh, are extremely cheap, okay, because number one thing is just you don't tip, uh, because of the work culture, you know, that's kind of seen in a good way, but also a bad thing as well, but the good thing for me is that I save money, I save, like, easily 20% when I'm, like, eating out and stuff like that, because fucking hell, I mean, when I'm here in the States and I eat out, like, fuck, (laughs) you know, a nice little, like, like a nice little like dinner and something like that. That was like five bucks. I could be all like, all right, place this five dollar bill, right? But no, I have to add in twenty percent, which would be oh, I don't fucking know, like a dollar thirty. I don't fucking know. I don't know math. I failed math. But like, I would have to like, I mean, well, for five dollars, obviously that's nothing. Okay, but when you're eating out with friends, God, tipping is a pain in the ass. 
ass, okay? I hate tipping, and that's just how the states is with its work culture. You know, restaurant uh, restaurant employees don't get paid enough, so they have to rely on tips. That's just how it is. But in Japan, you don't have to tip, so you easily save 15 20% on food, not with Kaiko. Anyways, um, but you save, you save some money, and that's what I like about it. So you... And... People will say this. Um, I have well, since I don't live in Japan, I, I can't say this myself for myself, obviously, because I don't live in Japan yet. But um, you hear a lot of people say like they would rather eat out than cook at home or whatever because it it saves money or whatever compared to like you know being in the states. Well, I don't want to say that. It's like you probably will eat out more often because you will um, if you're living in Japan, you will eat out more often than you will like stay at home and um cook for yourself and stuff like that uh because of the fact of like you know you'd be saving money and you would have like a great meal and stuff like that and then you know most times you would be leaving the the restaurant very satisfied with what you just ate whereas like here in the states it is not just a flip of a coin whether it'll be good or bad but it's gonna be a flip of the coin whether or not the service is going to be good or bad so not only are you like flipping a coin to like hope that your food's good but you're flipping a coin hoping that your entire service as a whole is good so you're not you're leaving mostly like 25 percent of the time you're going to be leaving satisfied um but most of the time that's not the case in Japan. um you know, obviously, sometimes you could have a bad experience, but, you know, those are, I mean, my experiences, you know, not very often. So, it's whatever. Um, um, I guess in a way, uh, you can look at a lot of the pros of Japan and, you know, <laughs> basically, uh come up with your own opinions and stuff like that for all the topics that I've talked about and stuff like that. I will be back next, uh, next time, next week, save time next week. Ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, and I'll talk about the bad stuff in Japan. I feel like I'll talk more though, because like I want to go more in depth about some of the stuff, but I really don't want to go for more than a half hour. So I want to try to sum up as much as I, as best as I can, but who knows what'll happen? That's what I gotta say. That's who knows what'll happen next week. Um, so I don't, I don't really think. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff about Japan, but I just, I, I want to label it down to or shorten it down to just those five that I talked about today. Um, so there's that. If you do enjoy the podcast, make sure to click the follow button and follow my Twitter page over at the Japanaholic One. And I will be back. Same night, same time next week to do this all over again, but in the opposite style because I'll be talking about the cons. But for now, stay safe here in this world. It has been a year since the start of this podcast and a year since the start of the COVID. Well, at least for here in the states, the COVID lockdown bullshit. Um, so hopefully things start looking up from here. But for now, take care and stay safe in this crazy world, and I'll be back. Do it all over again. Good night.